Enforcing Christ's Victory to the Earth, Part 4, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. For those of you that have been following this series, we should by now fully understand that there are two distinctly different kingdoms, two completely different sources of knowledge available to man, and two different species or kinds of man in existence today. One is related genetically to the Watchers, which are God's angels and Adam, and the other related to the Father and Wisdom, God's knowledge through the Church. Let me explain. James chapter 1 verse 18 says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. We know the Adamic race was in existence thousands of years before this statement was made, but yet James was speaking of his generation as being firstfruits. He is saying the word. Truth changes us into a different kind. We too brought forth, or given birth through the Word, given to this era of His Church. God has been steadily revealing His plan for man's restoration in each age. As man comprehended the released knowledge, a new truth could be revealed that would little by little lead humanity one step closer to their original perfection. Those that hear truth, believe it, and begin to walk it become a different kind of humanity, first fruits for that era. In this era, mankind is beginning to really understand the extent of what really happened with Adam and Eve. Satan, in his quest to become like God, in fact to be as God to creation, cunningly lured Eve into rebellion against the Father's will. Her covering, Adam, followed in her rebellion and together they submitted their minds to the enemy, accepting his knowledge, turning their back on God's. No longer connected to the mind of God, they were spiritually as well as physically naked and alone, out from under the protection of God's law, out of his intended order, and all they had been assigned to as caretakers suffered terribly in their defeat as well so it remains today. Creation depends on us and eagerly waits for us to grow in knowledge, mature to the place we are ready for the final harvest. When we, the first fruits of this age, are separated and completely severed from the other race, all that belongs to God and all that was given to us will be set free of Satan's world and its systems. This world of sickness pain, corruption, and death will soon be destroyed. Absolutely everything and everyone has suffered at the hand of Satan on this earth. But the harvest is coming. The good seed will be divided, docked, cut off from the wicked. All are definitions of the word harvest and set aside. The wicked destroyed. Matthew Chapter 13, verses 49 through 50, verifies this. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth.
the lawless, wicked ones, will be unprotected, as the law of God is a light that shines the way for God's obedience seed only. Satan's knowledge teaches that laws are confining. They keep you bound. Whereas God's knowledge helps us understand that law affords freedom from the enemy, protection from evil, direction for our daily walk. Picture a narrow path that on both sides are poisonous snakes. It's very dark. The law is a light telling us which way to go to stay on the protected path. Dependent, but not bound. Protected, not confined. Directed, but not obligated to be obedient. Just not healthy if we're oblivious of them or refuse to obey. This is the way of the law of God. He loves us so much, He actually wrote them on our hearts and minds for easy access. Notice, this is not the Mosaic law. It is the law given to His new creatures to guide them. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 explains these laws. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. Mankind is bound to the enemy with no way to freedom without them. God's sovereignty backs His law. It stands firm forever, never changes or shows partiality. The law sets man free of the spirits of addictions, fear, anxiety, infirmity, etc. Adam's race is held totally captive by them. They, in a sense, belong to these evil spirits and are their slaves, their puppets, largely because they are so poor in God's knowledge and are so richly steeped in the knowledge of the world. They are also genetically related to the evil ones who claim them. The enemy is therefore attached to all they have in their possession till God determines to free the whole earth in the final jubilee. At that time, the poor that love him and do their best to keep his commandments will be set free also and preserved to be trained in the millennial. We can see this in Leviticus chapter 25, verses 13, 25, and 28. In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. We had dominion over the earth and all on it. If one of your brethren becomes poor in knowledge and has sold some of his possession, Adam and Eve sold out to Satan. And if his redeeming relative, Christ, comes to redeem it, then he may redeem what his brother sold. This is what I want us to see as it is law. But if he is not able to have it restored to himself, not enough knowledge of Christ to have changed, then what was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it. Satan. Until the year of Jubilee, and in the Jubilee it shall be released, that he that loves God shall return to his possession and be trained in the millennial. Jubilee is great for God's people, good also for those preserved in order to learn, but the undoing of the lawless and God's enemy. Let us take a good look at Satan, as he is the prince of this world, 
ringleader of the unclean spirits plaguing man today, and the commander-in-chief of his body of lawless ones. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 15 reveals the character of Lucifer, or Satan. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Crossed them with angels, divided them into classes, genders, denominations, mystery religions, secret societies, etc. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. Wants to rule God's people from his holy mountain. On the farther sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Five eyes, showing the self-centeredness and pride of this creature. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. We see fulfillment of verse 15 in Revelation, chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal on him, so that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years were finished. But after these things he must be released for a little while. Here is why. Those kept for perfecting in the millennial must also be born again, and choose the tree of life for themselves in the presence of the one who fooled Adam and Eve. Their love for God must be proven in the face of the one who thought himself wiser, more powerful than his Creator. Thus Satan will be loosed for a little season for the test. God says, Those that love me will keep my commandments. That law will judge them then, even as we are being watched closely now. Both the enemy and God observe us intently. You see, just as there are two kingdoms, two knowledges to choose from, two races of man, there are two bodies being raised, the body of Christ and the body of Satan. As Jesus interacts through his body, so Satan interacts through his. Those of the body of Christ are obedient to God's law, compassionate towards the world's people, and wish to see them along with all creation restored and returned to the Creator. Those of Satan's body, like their master, are lawless, self-centered, concerned only about their own survival with little or no regard for the planet itself or anything on it. In fact, their master wishes to destroy all God has created. Right now, the two bodies look very much alike. You can't even tell the wheat from the tares, so to speak, but this is rapidly changing. Heaven and hell are squaring off against each other. The two completely different bodies are changing in nature, attitude, even appearance. It is becoming more and more apparent who they are. 
God is releasing truth to open our eyes, enabling us to determine who we are and what body we are a part of. Many have been deceived, claimed by Satan, and innocently caught up in the wrong body. God is calling for separation today and welcoming with open arms those that choose His knowledge and wish to become a part of His race of born-again, new creatures, birthed through the Word. Here is the main thing that separates them, their love for truth and obedience to it out of a passionate love for God and His creation. Love is the key factor. Compassion motivates it. Love is the sinew that holds the body together. Knowledge is the flesh of the Word, or Christ, and being separate binds us together with God, creating the bone. So we are as His body, flesh of His flesh and bone of His bone, with the power of love as its guiding force. In other words, God has created another body for Jesus to inhabit, this time to restore the whole earth. Jesus, as the living Torah, is dwelling in their hearts and connected to their minds. These are obedient to the Torah, the law, and keep His commandments. This is the real body of Christ, birthed through wisdom and the Lord. Notice I said, the body of Christ, singular, though many members. Now let me introduce you to the lawless one. He hates Torah. He hates the law. He hates Christ. He is the body of Satan, through many members, spoken of as one, the Antichrist. We read of this body in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3-4. through 4. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Ones that refuse the word, refuse to change, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, Antichrist, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Where have we heard those words before? Could it have been in Isaiah chapter 14? This body is birthed through the lies and false doctrine of Babylon. Babylon is the mother of everything that opposes truth, the Word, Christ. She appears religious in many different forms, fooling many. Her husband is Satan. Together, they have given birth to the lawless one, the body of Satan. Through this body, he expects to achieve his evil goals and rule as God. Let us continue in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, to see this body clearly. And then the lawless one will be revealed. We are revealing him, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth, through praise and prayer of his body, and destroy with the brightness of his coming, as he comes, shining the law as a light, illuminating the earth with knowledge. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Trickery, craftiness, Satan is the great prognosticator. And with all unrighteous deception, 
The veil of deception is over a large percentage of God's people. Among those who perish, those that refuse the tree of life, Jesus, because they did not receive the love of the truth. In Isaiah, God tells us his people die for a lack of knowledge, and he rejects them because they rejected him, that they might be saved. If we do not love the truth and are not going to allow it to change us, we will be lost and lawless. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Notice God allows those that refuse his knowledge, as did Eve, to believe the lie also. That they all may be condemned, or damned, who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They didn't want to change. Two different kingdoms, two completely different knowledges, two totally different species of man, two different bodies of people, forming opposing armies, and two very, very different commanders-in-chief. A well-known prophet coined the phrase, Heaven and hell will meet face to face through the human race. This prophecy is being fulfilled. Another prophecy is soon to come to fruition also. In Revelation chapter 17, verse 14, and it reads, These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For He is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful, those that make up the body of Christ. We could include the whole of Revelation, as it is all a message for now, but I think we get the message. It will be the Lord through His body, the body of Christ, singular, settling the score once and for all against Satan and his body, singular, the body of Christ against Antichrist. In closing, to be a part of the body of Christ, we must be the fulfillment of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, till we all come to the unity of the faith, one vision based on truth forming a body, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, have chosen His knowledge over the worlds, to a perfect man, returned to His image, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, by Babylon or Leviathan, the bride of Satan. But speaking the truth in love, the truth sets those that receive it free of this world and the enemy, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working, we accomplish our assigned part in the body and reach his goal, by which every part does its share, faithfully walks in what we are called to do, causes growth of the body, to mature and do greater works than when he walked the earth before, for the edifying of itself, 
to help one another reach their destiny in love, not in the spirit of the accusation of the brethren. When this body is successfully working together, Christ through us will be ready to defeat the body of Satan and enforce Christ's victory to the earth.